Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Halex. And we're coming to you live from our living rooms again this week, as we've uh, recorded in advance, something that can head on out through CJSF on the top of SFU on Burnaby's Mountain. Um, But we're still tucked down in the city, the two of us, as we shelter at home and wait for um, this COVID storm to continue passing us by and hopefully not touch down. And we've got some stuff to offer today that's exactly along those lines to help sustain you and connect you while we're going through this time of change, significant change, kind of an inside out of everything that we've done before. put out a call a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, to all of the people who've been on our show in the past to see if they have been coming up with something, either a new way of offering what they do or something specific that they are offering because of the current challenges that COVID-19 has now made for their business. So for those of us who've had our businesses impacted and we're looking for a new way to connect with our clients, or perhaps we're just very motivated by what we're seeing as a new need that's coming out in the community. And we feel that perhaps what we have to offer is going to hit, is going to hit the mark right now in a new way. So um, everybody's been very, uh, focused, I think, one way or another, whether it's you were mentioning this earlier, Luca, we were talking as we were preparing all of our bits and pieces for this show. And Luca was saying, you know, there's kind of, there's at least two ways of responding to this, <laughs> where people are going internal, and there's a lot of uh, quietness and a lot of self searching, um, a slowing down kind of in a whole bunch of ways. And there's a lot of people who are responding that way. No way is a wrong way, right? No, I call it coming home to self. There you go. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are others who it's like they were preparing for this their whole life. And that's something I have been noticing um, in terms of having a cult as a background that I was prepared for um, culty stuff and the whole end of the world imminently arriving. So I was kind of trained for this when I was a kid. And there's a part of me that's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, even I'm not a part of that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's so hardwired. Yeah, yeah. It, it was hardwired in me. And then also just sort of my general approach to the world. And I was thinking earlier today about some friends who've always been a li- half off grid, just very focused on developing their skills, uh, sewing, baking, growing, fixing, making, um, all of those kinds of things, living a simple life that, you know, at this point in time, repurposing. Yeah. That's not going to change very much. Watched Captain Fantastic last night, which is again, a family <laughs> living off grid. And it was uh, another, you know, kind of bringing it home this the idea of what is normal and what is stable and what is sustainable. And right now what is sustainable looks entirely different 
And it also has us reevaluating our priorities. What do we want to be sustaining? And so questions yes. around connection, yeah. questions around accessing food and other needs through means and ways that we do not normally, because you can't just hop, hop in the car or hop on the bus and go shopping anymore like you may be used to. So oh, with all of these things on the agenda, we thought we would just sort of go one by one, talking through some of the different things that we have been coming across, collecting and taking note of uh, that are happening that hopefully will prove useful for you. So we're also going to make uh, a whole bunch of links to these that are going to be available through our Facebook page. So you can find us there at Essential Conversations and we spell essential weird. We spell it like essence and then T-I-A-L on the end of the word essence. So you can find us on Facebook if you look that up there and we will post links to all of these different um, people and places and options that we're going to be talking about today. So Luca, what do you think we should start with? Well, just to um, give an, a little bit of an overview to it, this is a, it's a sample list. These are people who have kind of come to our attention. So they're not in any particular order of, you know, this one's best or nothing like that. They're, they're, it's like a sampling, a taster of different ways that people are um, looking at what's going on in the world at the moment, as, as we have just said. So, um, this is some of these people have been on the show, uh, and some of them are people that we've come across in in other ways. Uh, so when we when we put out our questionnaire, um, our little survey to people who had been on the show, one person showed up that looked really interesting, uh, but who has not been on the show. So we take that too, because so if any of you out there know of anybody who's doing something interesting like this, please send along your suggestions. Mm-hmm would be happy to uh, get in touch with them, ask them a few questions and, and publicize this because we believe that this is um, sustaining for us. This is, it gives us hope and it gives us inspiration. What can be done in one place or in one home or in one person can be replicated. Yeah. So um, we're, we're interested in this and, and we figure if we, if we get it out to all of you listeners out there that um, it will, it will inspire you. You'll bring stuff back to us and we'll be like the bee that goes from flower to flower with mm-hmm. pollen rubbed all over us. And we just keep spreading it around. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if we start at, at the top of my list, uh, which, and I got a newsletter yesterday from Anahita um, Charvini, who runs, uh, she's the, the founder and CEO of GoGo Bags. And GoGo Bags is a, is a selection of produce bags um, that are made out of fabric. And you wash your produce and put them inside these bags, and then you put the bag in the fridge, and it keeps it fresh for longer. And it's it's saving our planet because it's not polluting the planet. We're not using throwaway plastic bags and that kind of thing. So, and he just started this in her basement with her mother, who's a seamstress, and uh, they've got all these sewing machines. And so they've been doing this. So, uh, it, it, she, and it started as a, as a way to, because her kids' school said the kids can't bring disposable anything to school anymore. So she had to come up with something creative. And this is what she did for mm-hmm. snacks and for lunch. And it's, and it's grown from there. So it's a, it's a, a business that's doing something really great for the environment. So she's got sewing machines. So she thought about, well, what can I do with these sewing machines? 
because there's not enough masks in the world. And the fabric that she uses to make the go-go bags is, is a very finely, tightly woven cotton, mm-hmm. which is, with a couple of layers of it, is exactly what's needed for masks. I mean, it's not the kind of masks that you'd use in the emergency room, but definitely um, helpful for going out into the grocery store and that Absolutely. kind of thing, especially since we can't get masks right now. Yeah. So her, her business, GoGo Bags, is making masks, and they're selling them, I believe they're selling them at wholesale. But you, you should check that out. Um, but you can find her at gogobags.com. At the very least, Anahita is not trying to make a bunch of money from she's this. She's not trying to make money service. off this. Yeah. Yep. She says, you know, we've got the machines. We've got mm-hmm. the machines and we've got the fabric. Yeah. Um, she needs to cover her costs, but, Absolutely. but she's this willing to, to do this for her community. Yeah. 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 And she's yeah. very community minded in, yeah. in any case. So shout out to Anahita. Thank you, Anahita, for that quick pivot. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. And she's, she's very, um, customer oriented. So you can get, you can get hold of her easily. Mm -hmm. If you go to her website and you, and you send her a message, she gets it and she responds. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's always really nice in the, in a world where, you know, we're used to being put on hold with Muzak for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a nice thing that that flows into is Jenna Herbert and her Make It show. True. Uh, because Anahita was one of the early, what, what Jenna calls makeys, um, that was at her Make It shows. Um, so, uh, Jenna has, uh, Make It shows, which is craftspeople, um, and the Canadian craftspeople. And she started in Edmonton and then went to Calgary and then came here to Vancouver. So she, uh, and she did them at Christmas. Well, now she's spread, so she's also doing them in the spring. So she had to cancel the one that was for this month, uh, because of the virus. So, uh, what she has said on her website is please buy from your favorite craftspeople because they depend on these shows to make, to make a living. Yeah. Like they're, this is so essential for them. So if you go to the, uh, make it, uh, it's called makeitshow.ca, um, for Vancouver at least, you can go to makeitshow.ca forward slash Vancouver dash makeys. And you can find all the makeys listed there. And you can go in, it's like going through the booths. You can go in and you can look mm-hmm. at each one of their sites and see what they have to offer. So it's almost like going to the show, just missing the ambiance and the, mm-hmm. being able to pick things up and touch them. But definitely it gives you access. So just because we're locked up with the COVID virus doesn't mean, well, hopefully without the COVID virus, but it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean that, we, you know, people in our lives don't have birthdays and, and, yeah. you know, special occasions, we've got graduations coming up and all kinds of things happening in our lives. Yeah. So this gives us a way to get at gifts that are locally sourced, like locally made, uh, and, and, um, independent folk who really need our support right now. Yeah. Cause they're, you know, nobody gets rich from being 
a makey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or they haven't been. Maybe, maybe in a new world that can change a bit. But, mm-hmm. but I thought that was, it was nice for them to do that and responsible for them to cancel the show. But, it, you know, it makes me sad because I'm a, I'm a regular. I go to every show they yeah, have. Yeah, it's true. Well, and that really starts to show another way in which this is impacting us, right? Some of these things that become seasonal activities, ways of that we're, that we're connecting, um, not just with our friends that we're socializing with, but that we're connecting with people who are creators and innovators in the world and leading the way with new ideas. And so by taking some time to browse through that, that's where we're going to encounter those things now, which might still be very inspiring. We might run across something that would really make a difference while you are now centered in at home and, you know, you start to notice things, but I, now is the time when I can really do with this, whatever the this is, whether it's something you, you've wanted to set up in your home, some kind of improvement, some kind of system, some kind of um, supports for yourself and so, or a change as you're, you know, because I've heard a lot of people talk about how this has forced us to slow down. And as we start to take a look at how this is changing the physical world around us by us not being out and being so busy in it. We see the wildlife creeping back. We see the pollution disappearing, the mountains coming back into view. And it's like the earth is able to reassert itself or the other aspects of those we share the earth with, the other elements of nature are reasserting themselves. And it really does beg the question, okay, so what else could we be doing? Right. Aside from slowing down, which seems to really have the most impact, what are some changes we could be making at home that will help this shift really and truly into something lasting and something impactful? So, yeah, there's a lot of makeys out there who are leading the way in what some of those options are. Anahita was one of them. Anahita was a Mickey, is a Mickey. I think she still does the shows. So yeah, Yeah. it's part of that crowd. Um, How about I pop over to the group that uh, has been operating very fast and furious here in Vancouver. um, Yes. That's been connecting people. So there's, um, there's a group that uh, started getting a lot of uh, population and attention quite enough. It's now about 30, more than 33,000 members. Uh, It's called the COVID-19 coming together and in brackets, Vancouver. So this is a group on Facebook that you can join. It's a a public group. Anybody can join this group. And uh, it's been very well held and organized by the administrative people who have stepped into those roles. And I'm quite sure that this is a grassroots movement. It's not been organized by the city. It's not been organized by any specific nonprofit. This is, is being run by people who just stepped up and who are ready (laughs) <laughs> and stepped up very early in the process. Yeah. And, and saw it as an opportunity to be proactive about this. Yeah. So it's a yeah. place, so it's called Survival Fund for the People. And I think it was originally started because we all were so desperate for information about how are we going to make this through? What are the resources we can access if we have no food, if we can't pay our rent, if we're having legal difficulties? And none of the, like, this is not, there's no precedent really for this. So how do we define what the laws look like in this situation? It's a place to ask for help 
it's even when you don't even know what kind of options might be available for you. It's a place where people are posting uh, resources and information where they're advocating for each other. And it's it, from something as simple as I don't know where to get my dog's nails clipped because I'm stuck at home and I can't go to the groomers to I need some help applying for, you know, EI under these unusual situations. Is there anybody out there that can help me? One so, one woman who mentioned she came on earlier on in the process and said, I'm a single mother. Mm-hmm. And she said, My backup system is my parents who are elderly and immune compromised. Yeah. And she said, What happens if I get the virus? Yeah. What happens to yeah. my child? How do I handle this? Yeah. And there were a lot of responses to it. So mm-hmm. I, what it seemed to me is that there's a lot of people in similar situation and all concerned about the same thing. So mm-hmm. now at least they know they're not alone and they Very can start sharing so. um, uh, possibilities for what they can do. Yeah. I had made a post in there the other day that was uh, sprung out of conversations I was having with uh, friends or s- things I was seeing posted by different friends or acquaintances online that was basically speaking to the the isolation that so many people are feeling, especially if they are a single parent alone with their child and unable to leave. They can't possibly even go out shopping. If you combine that with being immunocompromised where you must stay under quite being locked down or um, Or your child is or your child is, or you're living alone and you have any of those factors where it's, it can be unbearably lonely. And it's funny. I, I So I put up a post that was inviting people to uh, find a COVID buddy. <laughs> sort of I like love the, that. I thought that was a great post. It's, it's, it's a bit like the idea of pen pals, right? Yes. yes. It's like just signing up for a pen pal. You don't really know what's going to be on the other end, but it's a commitment of, hey, this could be fun and we could be a support for each other. And it's inviting serendipity. It's it inviting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the kind of post that you can make in there where you're either, you have a need, you have an offer, uh, you have a question, whatever. It's a, it's a really great resource for just kind of taking the pulse on what's already going on. You can just go on and browse through the kinds of things that people are posting and you start to realize, oh, hey, I've got some of that and I could give it. I, I didn't realize I could make such a difference for somebody. Um, it's, it's, this is where I'm really starting to see the groundswell yes. of community care that is present. And it's so heartwarming. It's so encouraging and uplifting. So if you haven't connected with anything like that yet, I highly recommend if you are on Facebook, go and go yeah. and give that a look. And yeah. hopefully that will give you both ideas and connection and a boost to your spirit as well. So um, yeah. just in case you didn't catch it the first time. So the name is COVID-19 coming together and then in brackets Vancouver. So I'm probably I'm going to take a guess from just how that name is written, that there may be some other groups that are focused on other cities, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So if you're in a different location, you could always take a look and see what might be available in your area or Hey, start one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those of you who are just joining us, you're listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. And today we're talking about um, city responses um, mm. in Vancouver, uh, but also around the world because we're both connected in around the world also. So we're, we're hearing things from all over the place. But today we're focusing on, on people who are in the Vancouver area and, mm. and talking about what kind of responses there have been both internal, um, i.e. self-care and self um, 
exploration and also externally in terms of surviving in the external world, making a living and, and helping out other people. Um, and that leads us into another one that builds very nicely on the COVID-19 um, Vancouver piece, which is the woman who wrote into us about uh, what, what she's calling Kindly Kitsilano. Mm-hmm. And she can be reached at kindlykitsilano at gmail.com. Uh, Kitsilano is K-I-T-S-I-L-A-N-O. Um, but not, I mean, not everybody here who's listening is going to be in Kitsilano, but I think this is a really neat model for things that could be done elsewhere if they haven't already been. But anyway, her name is Ksenia um, Steptina, and she's formed a group called Kitsilano Cares. Uh, on And it's on fa- Facebook. You can find it on Facebook as Kitsilano Cares. And her her uh, purpose is to spread care amidst the uncertainty and fear that's going on as a result of the virus. And she said that one of the group she's been um, focusing on groups of people who need extra help. So mm-hmm. the the people that are vulnerable, like we were talking about seniors, um, people who are um, uh, disabled in any way mm-hmm. or differently abled, uh, people who um, have any kind of immune um, system compromisation, whatever the word is for that, uh, and people with um, a- anything that's going to prevent them from being able to get out there and look after themselves. But she said one of the things that she found really interesting and that she didn't expect is that the seniors, she was feeling sorry for the seniors, which is one of the things that prompted her to do this. Um, and what, And by this, what I mean is that she's, um, she's offering sort of a matching service for people who can offer help and people who need help. Mm-hmm. So she's matching matching them up, which is just a, a really great service in the community. But she said she was feeling sorry for the seniors. And what she found out is that the seniors are worried about the people who are younger than them because they're, they're telling her that um, the, the young people, like young, young people, and they're referring to her because she's, um, younger, she's uh, do, doing university at the moment, um, haven't had to experience this level of communal trauma, loss, and isolation. Mm. And they have. Mm. I mean, if you went through the Second World War, mm-hmm. um, you even if you went through it as a child, mm-hmm. you have a frame of reference for this. Um, if yeah. you went through another, um, if you've been through another pandemic anywhere, or, or epidemic right. even, you, yeah. you have an experience. Younger people haven't had that, and I wouldn't wish it on them. But on the other hand, well, we're here. <laughs> they bring they bring a level of wi- of wisdom around this, a level of yes, this too shall pass. We'll survive this. Mm-hmm. That is maybe really valuable to younger folk. Mm-hmm. So, so w- what that brings to mind for me is that sometimes we have resources that we don't even know we have. Right. Just by being yeah. who we are and having lived the way we've lived. So some people have come from, you know, traumatized countries and have immigrated here. Yeah. Uh, and so they may have a frame of reference that's really useful through this that they only saw as something horrible that had happened to them. Not that um, I'm a survivor and so I have some tools around this, mm-hmm. even if it's just the way I, I look at it. So that's um, Kindly Kitsilano. Uh, I'd love to take just a minute to read something. It was actually something that I first saw through you, Luca, something you'd posted on Facebook that ended up really giving my soul some psychological air. Um, 
you'll recognize it, I'm sure, when I read it. It was like a little poem called On Breathing by Alicia Jo Rabbins. I'm okay during the day, but at night I get scared, which makes it hard to breathe, which is a symptom of the pandemic, which is what scares me. Well played, anxiety, my old friend. You've always warned me something like this might happen. You're a gift from my ancestors who survived plagues and worse. They wove you into my DNA to warn me so that I too might survive. Now that it's happening, anxiety, I don't need you anymore. I need the ones who gave you to me. So hear me, ancestors, who lived through danger times. I'm ready for you now. All these years I've carried your worries in my bones. Now I need your love, your thousand-year view. Tell me it is going to be okay. Remind me you made it through, and we will too. Teach me to breathe. Yeah, it's profound, isn't it? Very simple and really profound. Yeah, uh, that reminds me that it might be a really good time right now to acknowledge that both you and I are broadcasting from the unceded ancestral territories of the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Tsleil-Waututh, the Coquitlam. And the First Nations did live through pandemics that settlers and colonialists brought down upon them, even deliberately, in order to to handicap, to harm their populations, their culture, their society, their ways of living. And I feel like it is very humbling and important to remember that in the context of where we are right now. Um, does it feel like it's time for us to maybe do one of our songs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing big nods. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can see and us. We can see each other because we're we're on Zoom. You can yeah, yeah. see us, but but I'm nodding just for the radio <laughs> audience. Where I'm nodding. So I did a I did a hunt for some songs for today, and I found a couple that made me feel quite good in terms of. Uh, don't think we played these before, and they were kind of hitting the nail on the head for where we're at right now. So the first song that I've chosen for today is Chubba Wumba's Tub Thumping. <laughs> this came out in... It's a great title. It is so good. I remember the first time I heard this song. I was one of my first jobs outside of university, and I was working as an admin assistant. I don't even know how I managed to have a radio playing where I was working, but I did. And uh, it came on. I remember frantically trying to send a, a... I think email was the only way that we could do it at that time. Maybe um, AIM. Um, in messenger service, which is what we used to use way back when, to message my husband saying, turn on the radio, listen to this song, because it was just instantly a legend. And, of course, the refrain in it is, I get knocked down, but I get up again. No, you're never going to keep me down. And I know it's sort of yeah. like a song that's, you know, the context is the pub and the person who's standing up and just yada yada yadding all the time. But yeah, but we can take you know it in what? a different way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think yeah. we're going to take it in a different way today. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a listen to Chubba Wamba, Tub Thumper, and we're going to re- be back with you here uh, on CJSF's 90.1 FM in just a few minutes.
So welcome back to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. We just listened to Tub Thumping by Chubba Wumba. Uh, blast from my past for sure. I love the energy of that song. And it, I was kind of laughing as I was listening to the lyrics this time through. Um, he's listing off all the different drinks he's drinking, right? I saw a video <laughs> online the other day that was of a dude who was out taking a morning jog while it was early and there was nobody around. So, you know, social distancing, not a problem. And he was videoing going through the, cause it was trash day. And so all the recyclables were out. So he was just going house to house and looking at the sheer volume of empty alcohol oh, yes. bottles. Well, apparently they're finding. selling more alcohol right now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So all, there's a lot of people that are Helping. doing a lot of drinking. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> the idea of being able to drink while at work. Um, you had yes. something that you wanted to take us into Luca that was about. How to make yeah, we, we know a, a wonderful couple um, who live in Port Moody, um, Marcus Farner and Fitnet Farner. And um, we met Marcus and had him on the show. We haven't had Fitnet on, on the show, but yet. <laughs> that may change. But, but Marcus we've had on the show. And he um, does some volunteer work with the Port Moody Station Museum in the station, uh, train station. And uh, – it, that brings me to this idea. Um, they they can't have their doors open anymore at the at the museum, but they can uh, do stuff online. So they've been they've been sharing online um, things that are going on at the, the information that they have at the museum because they still have information. So they're putting it out and they're sharing it. But that brings me to the whole idea of how many museums around the world right now have stepped up during this um, pandemic and they are sharing what they have in their museums with the public, which is with all of us stuck at home to be able to go on a virtual tour of a museum or talk to the people who are the curators and um, hear the stories behind the exhibits and all of those kinds of things are, it's absolutely, it's a treasure trove. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I hope continues after this is is all over. Um, I heard the other day uh, that the Vancouver Art Gallery is doing uh, tours of their exhibits um, on Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday and Thursday nights for free hmm. um, online. So uh, if you go to uh, Vancouver Art Gallery or VAG, um, you can find out more details about that. But there, that's just one museum that's doing that. So. Um, I encourage everybody to go out there, find your favorite museum, or even just sc- scroll around on, on the internet and find out what's out there because there's some wonderful information with visuals and, and access to experts that, especially if you've got kids at home right now, teenagers and young kids who um, aren't able to go to school, this is a wonderful way to ex- to it, for them to explore and open open their minds more. So that came from... That idea came from Marcus. Mm-hmm. He was also suggesting that we be, that we, during this time, that we stay creative and that we also write what he calls a pandemic diary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he talks about it as a record of our time and a way to heal because, and we can be as creative as we want to be with a diary. We can, we can paste things into it. We can, we can doodle. We can, draw we can write we can write poetry uh, we can include songs that we're listening to like anything like that that's about this and it reminds me of 
the diary of Anne Frank, which I'm sure most of us read when we were in our school days of, of what it was like for this young girl to be locked up in the attic of a house um, for different reasons, it was war, but and not and not disease. But that doesn't that doesn't matter. It, she was still locked up, mm-hmm. and we we still draw so much information. And um, for many people, solace from hearing what that experience was like for her, mm-hmm. and how people came together to protect her and her and her family. So um, diaries, I think, have always been an important, a really important source for historians. Uh, but this right. is a, this is a, you know, it's a way for us to each individually make history. Yeah, I I am a journaler, and I have to say I haven't brought mine out yet. No, no. Yeah. And, but, and you know, I but but it's early days of this yet, and mm. I think if this goes on for a few more months, and it could very easily do that, then we all have time to get into that a little bit more, and who knows, maybe keep it up after that. Um, so he he also said. We can live with less and in a less harmful way. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that he's discovering in this pandemic. Um, and also, he, he hit one of his parting um, quotes is that there's no borders, no class, and no race when it comes to this pandemic. Um, so it's helping to remind us that we're all one on this planet. Mm-hmm. So that was that was Marcus, and then Fitnat um, is coming at it in a slightly different way. She's blogging. And her mm-hmm. blog is called cuppawellness.com. And um, what she says is that mindful, she, she's blogging about mindful self-care suggestions. And she's also doing something that I think is interesting, which is a story time element for kids and adults. She said there's something really comforting about um, the, that joy of being read to. And I remember that, they used to call it literature class when I was a kid in school and the teacher would just read to us for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember that just being able to put my head down on my desk and have somebody read to me. Um, I mean, my, it, your, our parents often read to us, but that is such a lovely, lovely thing. Um, so I plan on, on tuning into that and, and having a listen to what she's reading. Um, and Fitnat comes from a different culture, so I'd be really interesting that interested to see if she brings any stories in from from her culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because it's a, a time for sharing. And I also wanted to say around being read to, the Vancouver Public Library has really stepped up during this time, and they're they've got they've got online resources already. They have a lot of online resources. Um, you can take courses online, um, all through your library card. Uh, but, but the new thing that they're offering is the children's librarians were once a week coming on and telling children's, doing a children's story time mm. that parents could, could tune into for their kids. Um, but the, but it was so successful that they have started doing it every day. Mm-hmm. And they're rotating all their children's librarians through this. Mm-hmm. And I did some work with some of the children's librarians, and I saw the one that was for this week. And I and I thought, oh yes, I know that children's librarian. It's so great. But mm-hmm. I but there are all kinds. Just know there's all kinds of free resources mm-hmm. online through the Vancouver Public Library through your library card. So I encourage you to go and check that out as mm-hmm. as well. 
springing off of Fitnat's uh, blog and the idea of the story time and the connecting and the things that are comforting and things that are supporting, um, even beyond what maybe is available for us within our own families, what is within our own home. Um, Kat Webb, who's another guest we've had on our show and is actually um, running the Crossroad Catalyst House, which is the first of the Blossom co-housing houses. Uh, Kat has needed to pivot really fast as they moved into this house and where they were beginning to offer events that were focused on supporting the queer community and knitting people together. And of course, events is not something that can happen right now. Gatherings, at least in physical realness can't happen uh so what they've done is they've actually shifted to offering some of their uh connecting events online so where they were going to have a queer tunes event on saturday mornings with pancakes and everybody could just hang out and the focus is on um providing like celebratory space for trans children and their parents or uh queer family families who would like to come and hang out with other queer families. Now it's offered online. So there's a way that you can connect in. You can both watch the same cartoons at the same time and you can share that kind of communal vibe. You can have some chats together while you're doing it, even make your pancakes in your own home, but it's a nice community building and uh, social bonding kind of an activity, even though it's being done online. But Kat is also going to be off rolling out a couple of new uh, online courses. So we've got um, their Family Feels one, which is uh, something that Kat is going to be offering along with uh, their child, Bean, where they're going to be co- co-facilitating this. And it is a twice-weekly virtual chat for kids or families where we discuss our journey through self-quarantine and share tips and tricks to keep us healthy and safe as well as happy and grounded. Um, that, so it's focused on, it's catering to queer and trans families, but any families are happily welcome to join in on that. I think that's going to prove to be something quite useful, a new avenue for parents and children to find voice for what they're experiencing through something that's completely completely new uh then they're also going to host an existential dread for beginners (laughs) i love the name of that it's so great existential dread for beginners existential dread for beginners which is a weekly zoom discussion group for folks seeking to find their center in the chaos uh cat webb is a grief coach and a high priestess who helps their clients navigate through extreme change this is their normal work uh chronic illness death divorce gender transitions all the other transformation moments at the crossroads of being. So this is where Kat lives and breathes and works. There of the queer tunes, the family feels, and the existential dread for beginners. Uh, if you are curious about learning more about that, please uh, go to Kat's Facebook page, which is for the house, uh, Crossroad Catalyst. And if you look that up on Facebook, you'll connect in with the house, which is really where Kat is rolling out all of these offerings is through the house's uh, group. Uh, or page. I think it's a page rather than a group. So connect in with that, Cat Web, Crossroad Catalyst. Well, and along those lines, now I do think we were ready for our second song for today. So we've got Cheryl Crow's A Change Would Do You Good. <laughs> so, so apropos. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're All right. right Let's take a listen to this and we'll be back uh, to walk you through a few more options that are out there for you in just a few minutes.
Welcome back. You're listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. And we just listened to Cheryl Crow's Change Will Do You Good. And uh, who's next on the list there, Luca? Well, I was thinking as, as we were talking about Fitnet and what she was saying and, and also Marcus and what they were both saying about being creative. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings me to Deb Cheney, whom we had on the show as well. And she has a studio at um, Braid Street Studios which is uh, near the Braid Street Skytrain station here in Vancouver. And, of course, they've had to close down their studios because mm, we can't yeah. get together in groups and they couldn't distance enough there. So they're all having to work from home right now. Mm. But um, Deb was – so we talked to the woman who founded that. and You can uh, you can find information about that in our archives. But also Deb Cheney was the artist who put us in touch with that whole group of right. people yeah. in the studios. And Deb, uh, you can find Deb at debchaney.com, which is spelled C-H-A-N-E-Y. And she's got a blog right now because she continues to be artistic. She, she was, uh, she was playing a song every day on her guitar at a certain time of the day. I mean, I think you can reach that through her Facebook page. But also she's, uh, blogging and putting up free resources. Uh, for dealing with the COVID-19 crisis. Mm-hmm. And there, and she's, so she's very much talking about being creative. And, and I, I think, um, I'm seeing so much about this from people posting online about, uh, people who are knitting and people who are making things and cooking at home and cooking with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing, and gardening and doing all kinds of things with their hands that are creative. Mm-hmm. Um, people are people are singing and and broadcasting that uh, they're writing poetry, uh, such as the piece that we just read. Um, so I, there's something very healing about creativity, and even when we create in isolation, if we share it afterwards, then that's really helpful as well. The the fact that we share it with someone else and it might be inspiring to them. Um, and then besides, besides that, it's healing for ourselves to create. And it doesn't matter how good it is. It's how we feel in the moment while we're, we're being creative. It, it, I mean, I certainly feel our, one of our forms of creativity is to create the show every week. Yeah. It's and true. we feel good doing it. So, so that's a, a great one. So if you want to, um, if you want to find that, you can go to debchaney.com and go to the part of her website that has her blog. And they're on there as um, free resources for COVID-19. And, and there's some lovely stuff. And she's posting on there on a regular basis. She's also taking her acrylic painting class for beginners. And she's going to take it online. I don't, I'm not sure if that's free. I don't know what she's doing around the pricing for that. But the fact that it's going online uh, makes it accessible to people who and you can you can always um, go online to order supplies. So if right. if you want to be creative at home, that's a beginner's class. Right. So that's that's great for people who want to learn about how to use the materials from yeah. somebody who is a, an established successful artist with lots of years of experience, not just creating under her belt, but also teaching. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a, a great. Um, possibility there and then the next one out of that doing creative things online is um at april belia and i'm not sure if she's doing this with someone else but i because i didn't have a chance to look on the website but she started something called get social box 
I have to ask her what the story is behind that because I'm sure there's a story. Mm -hmm. But their stated purpose is to bring local virtual experiences to light. Um, and, and these are the experiences that come from uh, our local entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who are um, uh, really having to find other ways to do business during uh, the, the, this time of social isolation. So you can find, go, find uh, more information about this from getsocialbox.com. Mm-hmm. And I believe they also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. So they're all over this. But all of that so, you can reach through their website. So it also sounds like April is therefore kind of, uh, helping um, people who want to be connecting with their clients in new ways to have some a, a platform to connect into. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to pull this up. I'm going to pull it up online here. That also makes me remember, while you do that, I'll just talk for a minute about uh, Tara Tang is another person that we once had on the show a long time ago. And I know that they have uh, been offering some items online, um, especially for entrepreneurs who did not have an online-based business to help them uh, get from zero to 60 with that really fast. So there's definitely people who are out there who are trying to assist each other, not for profit, uh, but for just for the good of everyone to make the step through across this gap between what we've already had set up and what needs to be set up so that we can still be offering what we're here to offer, connecting with the people who still want to connect with it, even if it's through a yeah. different way. Yes. That we're making it happen. Yes, and this is definitely one of these ways to do it. That what they say on their website is, uh, what is Get Social Box? We help you stay connected with your favorite brick and mortar businesses and individuals by providing them with an easy to use platform to host incredible online experiences, workshops, classes, lives, and meetups. Experience the local businesses that you love and miss from the comfort of your home during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a lovely way to do it, and they're doing it for very low charge, um, and they're offering it through Zoom, um, and it's, it's you know it's a sliding scale, so you can you can different there's different prices for different things. But I did I did one this week, um, and it was I did a reading circle online, and there's I think one of the ones that's coming up is a boxing class. Um, I mean, they're really interesting, unusual things that are that are coming up and, and being offered that you can tune into. One was about coffee. It was all about <laughs> how to make how to make coffee and from a person who's a gourmet coffee roaster person. Uh, so it's it's surprising and and delightful what what's <laughs> coming up on offer. And if you're so if you're one of the people who might want to offer something then you, mm-hmm. there's a way to get in touch with them through the website. And if you'd also like to participate and be one of the, the attendees, then mm-hmm. you can, you can do that through the website as well. So mm-hmm. there's some, some great stuff happening there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to take a moment here and say that uh, something we talked about before we started recording, Luca and I were both reflecting on how even for us, we're showing up a little differently in the world these days. Um, I was at first saying, you know, I, I noticed I haven't necessarily done anything specific where I'm offering this deal for less price or whatever. But I also realized in context the other, the other day that um, 
my general way of being in the world is I've already got a sliding scale for everybody that accesses my services and I do all kinds of social work outreaches. And it's been an interesting thing to observe in myself that as this has gone down and society in general, so many people have been stepping up. I find myself actually stepping back and breathing and I wouldn't have necessarily thought that that would be what would happen. I would have thought maybe I'll show up double time because this is kind of my heart, my core. But it's actually proving to be an interesting kind of breather and really encouraging and inspiring for me to see and feel this community holding. And it really it brings it home on another level that we're in this together. It does. I I not all up to me. <laughs> yeah, I've been joking about how uh, now everybody's working from home. Well, I've been working from home for, since 1990. Um, and I, you know, I've been working online for a long time. I haven't had all of my services online, but a lot of them have been. Mm-hmm. So, so now it, I feel like finally the world is joining me. <laughs> and it, and it feels quite delightful. Um, and people look at me and they say, well, of course, you've been doing this for a long time, <laughs> and I have, and yeah. you have too. Yeah. So, so this is this is really um, it's a special time. Um, I also think it's a time for being able to take risks mm-hmm. and do things differently with how we are in the world, um, and with how we offer things in the world. Because um, I remember back in the in the mid to late nineties, I wanted to charge differently for my services and I wanted to include um, barter options and it just it really it was a struggle to do it at that time and so I'm taking the opportunity as we go through this virus time to alter my rate structure Mm -hmm. and um, and it's so interesting because although I didn't realize it when I did it after I had rolled it out I was thinking that I'm asking people to use their intuition to figure out what they should be paying me or what they would like to, what they feel comfortable paying me in order to, to get coaching around using their intuition. <laughs> right. So it's so appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that, um, and I was just talking to somebody this morning about uh, learning to use intuition and that now it, uh, it's, it's so important. How, how do you figure out who you want to trust online? Um, you can do all your due dil- diligence. You can you can research them. You can Google. You can read the comments. You can all of that. Um, but then, well, how do you make a decision? Mm-hmm. You have to go in and use your intuition to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know who needs your support? How do you know who you need to reach out to today? Because you're not you're not seeing them. You're not walking past their desk. You're not um, you're not having the normal social contact with them in a cafe. So how right. do you know who to reach out to? Well, you use your intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I call it P-mail. It's <laughs> psychic mail. <laughs> it's the, it's the precursor and the modern, like the, the energetic equivalent of email. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like it. It makes me, it makes me smile. 
Well, we've just about run out of our time for today. We've filled it up chock full with people, but we know that there is so much more. We know we're still encountering more. We could probably come up with more if we just had a few more minutes even to talk about. Um, But um, we encourage you, please let us know. Drop us a line on our Facebook page. Tweet us out at uh, EssentialConv, Essence, T-I-A-L-C-O-N-V. Drop us an email, whatever you'd like to do. If you think that there's someone out there who's doing something that you would like people to know about and we could perhaps share in a future episode, please do let us know. And we will try to pass that forward. And we'll be um, posting a list of the uh, links for all the people we talked about today. And we'll also um, indicate beside each name whether they've been on the show, because if they've been on the show, there's more information about them in our That's archives. Yeah. You can go and just um, just look them up, and that streams free. Um, so you can you can have a listen and get to know them a little bit better and, and know a little bit of their backstory. So mm-hmm. you might enjoy doing that when you're out on a socially distanced walk. <laughs> and until <laughs> next time. I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halix, Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalix.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. Oh, 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 Happy, 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 boing, 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 bo